0: Hi there church family, it's good to be with you today. Uh, We want to do our sermon recap, we try to do in the middle of the week for you. I know it's been a little hit or miss over Thanksgiving, so we apologize for that, but we will try to get back on track here today. Uh, Not really in our generosity series, but kind of, Uh, it's a good uh, bookend, I guess, for it. As we see the generosity of God, then how good he has been to us in all these different areas, with creation, with Christ, with... uh, family, with church, even our society, um, and seeing how we respond, uh, it's good to then talk about gratitude and and gratefulness, and and so for the past two weeks we've done that, Pastor Dave did that a couple weeks ago, looking in Nehemiah 12, and you can listen to that, you should be able to listen to that online, and then also this past Sunday, I talked about generosity as well, or not generosity, gratitude as well, looking in Luke 17, Focusing in on verses eleven through through nineteen, and so in Luke seventeen eleven through nineteen, we see the story where Jesus cleanses ten lepers. <clears throat> he does this; they they call out to him. Uh, he tells them to go show themselves to the priests, and on their way to go see the priests, it says they are healed. And then in the second half of that, it says that one of them turns back, finds Jesus to to thank him for what has for what has happened, what has taken place. And so we see his uh, his thankfulness and that he shows that to, to Jesus. And so really, the the point of of the message that I was trying to get across is when we get down to the brass tacks, the very base of our thankfulness as Christians, there is one source of thankfulness that we have as believers and that we always have. And what I hope that we see and realize is that it is the best thing that we have. There's nothing. There's nothing greater. There's nothing more important than our relationship that we have with God through Christ. And so, the gift that we have been given in Jesus of forgiveness and redemption and salvation, all these things, uh, this should excite us. This should allow us to have um, gratitude for what God has done. And and I think it would be good for us, all of us, to live this way. To live. With gratitude, and that be the base of it. Um, now we we know that I think we can we all would attest to this. God has blessed us with even more, if you could say that, than than just Christ. We have so many different things, right? We have we have clothes, and we have we have food, and we have friends, and we have family, and we have uh, vehicles, and we have all all kinds of stuff, right? That we have that we know. The Bible tells us all good things come from God. And so we thank God for those things. And so, with Thanksgiving just going by, you know, obviously that's something that we've been thinking about. And maybe you talk to your kids about, you know, what are you thankful for? And they have all different kinds of things. And it's good that they're thankful for those things. And we should be thankful for those things. Um, But I thought it was important for us to see. What we as believers though, are truly thankful for and needs to be cemented in is in the accomplished work of Christ on our behalf, what he has done for us and and I thought this was a good area to do that in Luke seventeen in looking at uh at lepers i don't know why, but for me uh the the stories of the healing of lepers and the idea of leprosy has always even as a kid it like i don't know it jumped out to me more. Than a lot of the other ones, you know. I know there's a lot of other good stories of Christ healing and and stuff, but I don't know. I the the idea of having leprosy just always seemed so horrible uh, to me, and uh, and learning about it, you know, from Sunday school teachers or in sermons and whatever, of just how you were you were just kind, you know, just exiled, just just shunned, and I remember just thinking about that as a kid, like, man, that would be horrible because you you can't really control, you can't really control that, you know, like be a horrible thing. All of a sudden you wake up and well, like when you read Leviticus, if you wake up and you have a rash, Oh no, mm. <laughs> I got to go to the priest, you know, and, and hope that he is kind to me and that it's not leprosy. And, uh, I don't know. It just, it just always seemed like a lot. And so the stories of Jesus healing the lepers was, I don't know, just, it just kind of always, uh, uh, jumped out, jumped out to me for sure. Um, we can talk about leprosy, I guess. Uh, what it does, I don't know if we have to. I listened to a John MacArthur sermon, and his sermon was like 40 minutes, and 35 minutes seemed like the medical things of leprosy. <laughs> it's not called leprosy anymore. It was like Hans something. It had a, It had a different name. Same thing. <clears throat> Still common today. I think I read like 200,000 people have leprosy. Doesn't Pastor
1: Moses do ministry with lepers
0: yeah, in it said, India? It said in India and in Africa... Is where you're going to find most leprosy in third world countries just because they don't have the medicine. Mm. Uh, like now, if you catch the fact that you have leprosy, they're going to give you some really strong antibiotics um, because it's a bacteria. And most of the time, after it, you, they said you'll be on the antibiotics for a little bit, you know, for a month, two months, or something, but you're going to get over it for the most part. And so you do still see it in the US, even. They said, uh, Got to thank John MacArthur on this if, if he's right. No, I might have been reading this somewhere else. Armadillos have leprosy. I've heard that, hmm. so you can catch them from armadillos. And there might have been something else. I don't remember. Hmm. I, armadillos stuck out because I thought, "Don't touch an armadillo." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which, yeah, yeah. We're going to my uh, sister-in-law's house for Christmas. They've got our armadillos down there.
0: You know, the last time. Uh, we went to Amanda's family on the west side of Tennessee. Yep, all of a sudden, I saw armadillos yep. dead on the road. I don't. Yep. Re- I went to school over there. They're like groundhogs. I don't remember ever seeing armadillos. Now, mm. I don't know if they just are starting to make their way they're, more or what. But They're groundhogs with armor plating. Yeah. That's what they are. Yeah. <laughs> Basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah, they were all over the place. That was kind of shocking to me. Sorry. A little side tangent there. But they might have leprosy, so be careful. Don't touch <laughs> them. them. Don't mess with Shoot them. Shoot them, but don't touch them. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> don't mess with them. Um, so, anyways... We in our sermon we looked at that a little bit. What is leprosy? But they will, but they will be cleansed in the new heavens and the new earth, right? Armadillos? Yeah, they'll mm-hmm. be healed and yeah, yeah know, hopefully. Wonder if it'll be cool to roll. have armadillos like rolling around. Yeah, heaven It'd be. Yeah. What's that little bug that's like an armadillo? Roly poly bugs? A woodlouse? What is it called? It's called a woodlouse. Hmm. Really? We yeah. call them roly poly. I always yeah, I just, call roly poly. The technical yeah. term yeah. is roly poly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. They're uh, like mini armadillos. Yeah, they <laughs> are. Yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. Yeah. What is it
1: called? It's a woodlouse. Why it's do you know God. this? You like bugs? I watch a lot of Discovery <laughs> Channel. <laughs> okay. They're from like it's Wild geoc- See, everybody <laughs> yeah. else is watching the football games. I'm sitting here watching documentaries geo- about nature.
0: You G- G- learned that through his geocaching. <laughs> uh, what is that? And there's oh.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, so. We have leprosy, sores on the skin, what's really? It attacks your nerves, which was horrible, and I was reading about that like that's the problem is they don't feel what they're doing yeah. to their hands and mm-hmm. to their feet and the damage that's happening. Um, some horrible stories when I was trying to research it a little online, just yeah, just some some really horrible stuff uh, but it is contagious, and so we do see in Leviticus pages of of rules concerning this, and part of it a big part of it was god was protecting his people saying this is what you have to to do right if leprosy is here you got to get rid of it because it will just spread it'll spread and so it wasn't necessarily something against individual person but it was to protect the society as a as a whole because they didn't have the medicine then they didn't have that stuff and so there were these great protections and and so then if you did have leprosy you had a you had a tough life because now you had to be removed from your family. You had to be removed from your friends. Now I don't know exactly how all that played out. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. Um, because these lepers still had to get food and, um, this kind of stuff. So I don't, I don't know how all of that functioned and worked. but mostly they were with lepers. They were with lepers or they were on their own. Um, probably begging, probably just hoping for charity, hoping for something like that. Uh, just a really, a really tough life. And and what we come across here in Luke 17 is 10 men who were together who had this leprosy. We don't know how long they had it. We uh, We don't know how far along in the process of the disease they were. We don't have any of that. It's just that these 10 men were together, and somehow they heard that Jesus was coming. And it seems as if somehow they knew about Jesus. They knew what he had done. They knew maybe that, like in Luke 5, we read a little bit of Luke 5 where he had healed a leper already. Um, so maybe there was hope, right? There was now hope for them. And so they, the, the Bible tells us in in Luke 17 that they, that they called out, that they, that they called out to, um, Jesus and tried to do a a little work with this. I talked to Dave a little bit about it, um, last week because it says, and, and they lifted up their voices and some commentators were saying this was like, not just like, Hey Jesus, it was like screaming. Mm -hmm. They would have been, been screaming to where a lot of people in the crowd might have been looking at them like you guys need to calm down type of thing. Um but this was all they had, you know. Uh they probably didn't know if Jesus was coming to their town and now he was in their town. Would he ever be back? And so they were doing whatever they could to get get Jesus's attention just so that he would he would hear them and so they they're calling out to Jesus hoping, you know, just hoping that he would do something for them. And in this instance, the men stayed away. They stayed at a distance because, as we read in Luke 5 on Sunday, uh, that leper fell at Jesus' feet. And the way that Jesus healed him is he touched him. He touched the leper, and then the leper was healed. But we don't have that here. These men stay off at a, at a distance, screaming. Uh, it says that Jesus heard them. He doesn't approach them, though. He actually seems very cold, I think, of what we would say, because he, he just says to them, go show yourself to the to the priest which even if he healed them they still would have to do that's what we got to know because the priest is the one who has to declare them clean and then allow them back into uh society back into their homes and so uh it wasn't necessarily the strangest thing to be said but you would expect you know Jesus to go to them and maybe touch them or um i i don't know to to do something else it's kind of like uh, the story in the Old Testament, right, with uh, the general uh, Naaman, Naaman, right, mm-hmm. where he was, he wanted something better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know. That's just kind of how I guess I I think about this too. Is like you would think something different would happen here, but now Jesus just just yells to them and says, "Go, go, show yourself." And and we really only have one line. It's it's pretty. It's not too exciting either. It don't seem, but it just says, and while they were going, they were healed. <laughs> again, I would love to have been there. Uh, I would love to, I don't know who all was in the sermon. Spencer bounced out really quick yesterday, yeah. so he's not going to say much. <laughs> um, but uh, have you guys ever wondered, like I said, like how the healings took place? Mm-hmm. I thought about that,
2: yeah. Have you thought about yeah, that before? Yeah, I sure have. Like all of a sudden, like you said, I thought the same thing, like as you were talking, as you were as you, in your message, as they are walking, all of a sudden they look and say, Hey, Fred. Your hand. <laughs>
0: hey, you got fingers yeah. in you, Like, Yeah. 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 I, can I, smell th- I again. thought that they
2: make. That's know. what I mean. Like, are there yeah. fingers back? Right. Yeah. Like,
0: and, or just any of the healings in general. Yeah. Like, the crippled man, his legs had to have been tiny. Mm hmm. Because we know that happens. Yeah. Withered. Yeah. Did you just see the leg and the muscles, like, all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> you know, come up like a balloon? Mm-hmm. I mean, that just had to be. Uh, some fascinating mm-hmm. thing. I'm sure that's why there was a lot of talk going around town mm-hmm. of what was happening and taking <laughs> yeah. place. It. Yeah. it had to be quite and probably the the apostles were there to play the music in the background, um, so that when they're on the stage, getting <laughs> healed. Um, well, no, they'd by, be in the crowd handing out the buckets. Oh, that's what they were doing, catching the bodies when they hit, <laughs> or getting them, and everybody the bodies. They're ball. getting slain. They're catching them. In. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean. I mean, I guess that's what James and James and John were there catching the bodies. Is that what was? Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. So yeah. the Bible tells us on their way they were they were healed, and so where the story kind of takes a a turn is in verses fifteen through nineteen. Only one person comes back, and they come back. They find Jesus, and they thank Jesus. Um, something I had mentioned again in the in the message was. Uh, when I was reading sermons or reading um, some commentaries or some different things, it was the titles were usually on like gratitude, and what they were saying, kind of what they were saying was, as we see in the story, only one person was thankful for what God had done for them or what Christ had done for them, and I, I I was sitting there just thinking like, there's no way, there's no way that only one person was thankful. I have to believe every single one of them were extremely grateful for what happened. Now only one of them showed their gratefulness to Christ by going back and thanking him. That is true. Um, but I guarantee all of those men when they got back to their homes they were like how did this happen? And they would say we cried out to Jesus, this guy Jesus, he told us to go show the priest and while we were going we all of us got healed. Every single one of us. I'd have to believe they all gave him credit. They were all very thankful for what he had done. But the difference is only one really expressed it to Jesus personally.
1: Yeah, when you were saying that, I was I was just wondering, and I've not like looked into the passage or anything, but I was just wondering if if there's a difference between showing gratitude or thankfulness for something versus just being happy about something.
0: What's that? Say it again. If
1: there's a difference between somebody's just happy that something has happened versus they actually have a spirit of thankfulness or gratitude for something. Like I can think of um like a ch- a child on Christmas morning opening a present and they're just so excited and happy that they got this one thing that they were asking for. They can be excited and happy without necessarily being thankful or grateful to their family member that bought them that present. You know what I mean? I think what
0: it came down to was what I was trying to make the point of it was this one was grateful to Christ for what he had done and wanted to show Christ his his gratefulness. Yeah, these other guys were happy. Just like with your kids or any kids, right? They open Christmas presents and they're super pumped that they got the present they wanted. Some kids come to mom and dad, recognizing they bought it, and yeah. they're very thankful to mom and dad. yeah Other kids are just happy, you know. And when you ask them maybe later, like, "Oh yeah, I know my parents got it, but they didn't show much of that." Yeah, right? they
1: didn't say thank you, mom. Thank you, yeah, dad.
0: Yeah, and so that's kind of where we were going, right? Is I think a lot of Christians, we we live that way. We would say we thank God or different things, but we don't really express that. And I often wonder if we really then believe that, right? Because uh, we're glad we have this and we have that, whatever, but we don't express that to God enough. We don't give him the things or or center it on him. And so as Christians, what we see in Scripture and the New Testament, and this is how we kind of ended up looking at some of the verses that talk about thankfulness, is... All of our thankfulness, everything that we are thankful, needs to be through Christ. That's why we're thankful, and that's the big difference, right? And so, when I thank God for a meal, I thank Him, knowing that it's because of His goodness and centered it on Christ that I am getting. I am getting this meal. The non-believer is not going to think that; they're going to think. Be thankful for the meal, maybe. They might even thank God for the meal, understanding that he's a creator or whatever. But they haven't been, they're not in Christ, and so it's a a different situation there. And that's kind of where we got towards the end, right, is um, I can be thankful for, like we said, my wife. I could be thankful for my kids. We can go to Thanksgiving and say we're thankful for our education, and we're thankful that we get to play sports, and we're thankful that we have these games. Every household was saying those things. Every single household is saying that those same sort of things. One thing that points to is what the very first message was in the generosity series. We have a very good God who's generous to everybody, not just his own, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what sets us aside as Christians is we are thankful that we have been found to be in Christ. And that makes then my relationship with my wife different than the other other people who are married makes my relationship with my kids different my my family different my my church different and so it's all centered in on on jesus and that's what it seems like this leper did and recognized and he went back to to say because there were some people saying it could have been a very long journey to go to the priest because they probably would have had to go to their hometown or Mm -hmm. to the to a certain area where maybe that certain priests had declared them unclean and who knows again how long in the process it had been uh, before they were healed right and so maybe some guys were like three minutes from home and they got healed like i'm not going to go walk another six hours again to go say thank you and come back he told me to go to the priest i'm going to the priest i'm not disobeying anything but you have this one guy who's like it don't matter it was him who did it and i want to be show my gratitude to to him.
1: Yeah, I thought about that, too. I mean, it's obviously the point of the message. Jesus is commending this one person. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was like, isn't he being disobedient to what Jesus said to do? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, he, he didn't go straight to the priest. Well, he would have had to go after that, even after going and thanking Jesus. Mm-hmm. He would have had to yeah. go to the priest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But
1: I, yeah, that's something I thought of. But something you mentioned that I thought was very helpful in your sermon talking about all of the blessings that we have, not just the spiritual blessings that we've been given every spiritual blessing in Christ, but even the worldly things things that we have but you had said at one point in your sermon that what happens uh is that our lives get clouded with all of the other blessings that we enjoy Mm -hmm. to the point where we forget the one true blessing that we've been given of new life in christ and uh i thought that was very true like we can become uh even as christians disgruntled uh frustrated angry with god because he's not given certain things to us that we want that we ask for but you're just, you're you're it's easy for us to all get clouded with thinking god's not taking care of me god's not giving me what i i'm asking for what i need you know um but you've you've just you know you're forgetting in that moment that you've been given the one true blessing mm. of new life mm-hmm. I thought that was real helpful yeah I have a question.
2: Um, When you, in your studies, when it says that, um, uh, where am I at? Sorry. Um, When it says that, verse 19, and he said to him, uh, rise and go your way, your faith has made you well. So the idea of of his faith made him well, right, He's as a response. Was there anything in your studies where it says the other ones that didn't come back, maybe the leprosy would return because they didn't have the faith? If you will, does that make sense? What yeah. I'm no, most of the commentaries I read yeah.
0: pointed to salvation there. Okay. That yeah. They this guy showed a true a mm-hmm. true faith, and what Jesus yeah. is saying here is, you you have faith. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's made somebody you well, else. Somebody else soul. asked me that yeah. after. And okay. the way I responded to them is I said I don't think the tent that that they got leprosy again, and the response was well they probably the person I was talking to was like well don't you think they should have? Mm. And I said well we can we can compare it to today. There's many non Christians who get healed of cancer. Yep. Yep. There's many non Christians who never get cancer. Mm -hmm. Right. There. And again, that just shows God's goodness to His creation. Absolutely. Even the ones who are rebelling against Him. Mm -hmm. Right. And and in this case, we can't really see a sign of sin of these lepers. They're doing what Jesus said. He never said come back. Yeah. We just see one that was over overcome by joy of what Mm -hmm. Christ had done, and wanted to wanted it to be recognized. Right. Mm -hmm. Wanted to go to Him. Because um, the other thing we would say, and you would say it, we all would say it here too, is that this guy's act of going back to Christ isn't what saved him. Even so, Jesus can't be saying you are saved because you have come back now, mm-hmm. right? That's not that's not it either, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that's where the commentators were just saying it. He's kind of shown his faith, right? Mm-hmm. Your faith, what what you are doing, kind of like James is talking. Your works are showing, yeah who you trusted in. and it's not it's not by accident that it's mm-hmm. the samaritan yeah <laughs> you know what i mean that it's not by accident in this story now i didn't get in that too much right yeah uh
2: in the in the message it would be like the roman centurion right Your you know your faith because of your faith mm-hmm. i'm going to do this you yeah. know and so it's almost yeah. like commending if you mm-hmm. will um, yeah he
0: said the same to the woman who yeah. uh wanted something and he goes no I, we don't give this to dogs mm-hmm. remember and she's yeah. like well even dogs get scraps yeah. and he's like Look at the faith of this woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Same type of thing. That's good.
1: Yeah. Something I thought was interesting, and I, I don't remember you saying anything about it, but it's almost um, Jesus claiming divinity in this passage in a sense because it says that this person, the one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, yeah. praising God with a loud voice. He fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus' response was, we're not tens cl- ten cleansed. Where are the nine was no one found to return and give praise to God, Mm
0: -hmm. except this one.
1: Yeah, he's not backing away from it at all, is he? Mm Yeah. Mm Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. So I just, I I hope that in this message, you know, people heard, and I, I tried to say it as much as possible, we are to be thankful for the material things, and God is so kind that he oftentimes does that for us, right? But I think we all will experience times in our life where things stink, and at the end of its thinking, we don't have an answer as to why it had, why it stunk so bad the whole time, you know, or we, you know, we can look out in our congregation, see faces of people who've lost loved ones. And so they're having this battle and maybe the doctors were giving hope or whatever, but they weren't healed. You know, they, they, they're not alive anymore. All this stuff, all this. So it's like, what am I then to be thankful for? Well, I don't think what we base our thankfulness on is, well, and this is what I'll hear people say sometimes, well, a lot of people have it worse than you, you know, you still have this and you still have this, and it's like, but what if all that went away? Mm -hmm. Kind of like a Job scenario. What if it all went away? We as Christians still have been, we still have the best thing to be thankful for, and that is Jesus Christ himself who's been given to us, and we we are his, and nope no no disease can take that away right no no government can take that away no natural disaster can take that away nothing can rob us of that and so no matter the station that we find ourselves in as christians we are called to be people of gratitude and of thanks and so when we gather together as a church family that's what we should be centered on. Yes, we come and we talk and we talk about our week and we think, oh, that's great, you know. Oh, you got a new car? Cool. I want to see it, you know. I want you, or whatever, you know. Oh, whatever the case might be, we should be happy about those things and have joy in those things. But when we gather for worship, we we all are focused on the fact that our joy is centered on Christ and what He did, and that's why that's why we preach His name, right? That's why we that's why we go to the Word and we everything we sing is to Him. We're centered on him because it's in him that we have found hope uh, that we have joy that we have peace which we'll be talking about uh during the Christmas season as well some of those verses i read at the end 1 Corinthians 15, Uh, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 2.14, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. Colossians 3.17, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father. How? Through him. Right? It's always through him. Hebrews 13.15, through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to god that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name and that hebrews 1 is really a good reminder each time when we gather to worship right is we can only worship god this morning because we're doing it through through christ you know i think about that a lot when like uh when uh something bad happens in our country and you hear people talking about thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers i often think about the fact that as as the church as Christians we are the ones to pray because we are the ones who can through Christ they can't they're not in Christ uh we are the ones who get to worship Christ or worship God why cuz we do it through Christ others don't these other religions they're not worshipping God these other people they're not worshipping God they can't mm-hmm. you can only be done through Christ mm-hmm. and so that's why it's so key and it's so central mm. and and people listen to this might think we know this I was listening to a short clip of a sermon recently and uh, this guy was in a pretty big church and he said, it is time for the church to get past Jesus. That's in the past. He has done things for us. Yes, but now we are Holy spirit driven people. Jesus is in the back. We are to be grown up in the spirit. It says not in Jesus. He's leading this whole church in that direction. That is horribly heretical. (laughs) Right? And so, that's why we have to make sure we stay focusing on this stuff because it's a slippery slope and it's easy it's easy to go in those directions and we we don't want to do that as a as a church we hopefully don't want to do that as individuals uh, either. You guys got anything else
1: There was something you said in your sermon that I just thought was really helpful uh, for hopefully a lot of people that heard it of and you you alluded to to it just a second ago of that. As Christians, we can endure suffering if we know the the point to it, if we know what the purpose of it is, if we can point to it and say, I know that this is the good reason why this is happening and good will come of it later, mm-hmm. but it's when we don't know the purpose that it's really hard. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was really just helpful to vocalize, to think through mm-hmm. of when I, even when I don't know the answer, what it takes is faith to trust that the Lord knows still what he's doing. To remember the blessing that I've been given in Christ, you know, not all these other worldly things that I would, mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily bad, but that I just don't have, you know, or the struggle I'm going through right now, or whatever that, and that's the story of Job. He was never really given an answer for any of his suffering. Um, I just thought that was really helpful mm-hmm. to hear. Yeah, know, and David say. talked
0: about that the, the week before, oh, quite okay. a bit with Nehemiah, oh, good. as okay. well. Yeah. Yep, yep, going through suffering. All right, well. This coming Sunday is the start of Advent. Um, Normally it starts in November, but a little different this year with how the Sundays fall. So uh, it's the four Sundays in December, with December 24th being the the last one. Uh, On December 24th, we will have morning service, and we will also have evening service, but the evening service will be at 5 o'clock, because it's our Christmas Eve service, so we're planning that and preparing that now. You said 5 o'clock? It's always 5 o'clock, Christmas Eve service. Huh. Yeah, always at 5 o'clock. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Not 6, huh? Hmm. No, 5 o'clock. Okay, 5 o'clock. And so we're looking forward to that. We hope that people Hmm. will be there. We hope you'll be there. Hopefully you can invite some family and friends Mm -hmm. uh, to be there. We always do our best to keep our Christmas Eve service about 45, 50 minutes. Try not to go much over that because we know people are going to relatives' house and different stuff. Uh, But should be should be a good a good sunday and so we're we're looking forward looking forward to that mm-hmm. and hopefully we get to yep. see you guys all out at that. So mm-hmm. uh, we hope to see you this this coming sunday the start of the advent uh, but until then we hope that you have a great week. God bless.